Good evening. Thank you for your presence. And my name is Samir. I'm an AI solutions architect. And uh, for, for those that are not aware of what a solutions architect does, we are just technical cons consultants that help the customers to design and create reference architectures that will guide you through the development cycle of a particular solution. So we also deliver workshops, bootcamps, PLCs, and we work together to improve your business. And I'm here with Ben. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Ben Thurgood. I'm a solutions architecture manager, so I look after a team of solutions architects. And I also focus on machine learning. All right, so, so we, we brought here today a very interesting hot topic, so machine learning applied to retail. And the idea is to go through basically uh, three pillars that will support this presentation. So we'll talk about business challenges, so, and uh, business challenges related to retailers, uh, to all the, the challenges that uh, the retailers normally uh, face. And also we talk about techniques that can be used to address these business challenges. And finally, we'll talk about the, the uh, technology and the solutions AWS offers to implement these techniques, okay? All right, so we will start with the customer's journey. This is something important because these are the key points of the engagement of the customer during a purchase. So you can see moments of choice where the customer will engage with your platform and they will decide if they will keep um, the purchase, if they, they will keep using your platform, or they will leave and go to another platform. So, and everything starts with the customer's interests. So the customer will, will uh, start with an idea, something they want to buy, and they will uh, start searching in your platform for that particular item. And as you can see, 63% of the, the customers expect some sort of personalization, and they will be very disappointed with your platform if you, if you don't offer these personalizations. And by personalization, we mean um, product recommendation, uh, rank, uh, uh, re-rank the, the search results, and so on. Um, you need to make the difference in the customer's lives, okay? So, and after that, after you recommend several different products, and after you return the results of the search, the customer will evaluate the, the offers and will decide if they will purchase or, or not in your platform. And there's the second important key point. Um, if you offer free shipping and fast shipping, uh, this will make a, a, a difference uh, in, your, in your platform, in your business. So almost 80% of your customers will leave your platform if you don't offer these features to them, okay? And after that, um, they will purchase uh, the, the item, and there's the, the, the next step is the tracking. So in average, they will look uh, eight times to the uh, tracking process to see uh, at which step they, their purchase are. So you need to give as much as information as possible to your customers uh, in order to make them happy with the, the process and the experience. And then if they have any issue with the problem, they will try to return. You, you also need to uh, offer a very interesting and a very easy feature, a very way, uh, easy way to return this, this product if needed. So this is an, ex an extreme case and desired case, but you need to 
uh, offer a very good experience on that. And finally, they will um, share these experience with their families uh, and, and their, their friends, and they will promote your platform if uh, their experience in your platform uh, was, uh, were good, okay? And we selected here three top challenges. And you can see the first two are um, totally related with this customer's journey. And the third one uh, is related to several other um, business challenges. But let's, let's take this, this first one. So promote and recommend is the first impression of your customer when they start using your platform. So you need to uh, offer good ways of, uh, of, of finding new products or finding products and related items to the, the item that the customer wants. And also promote those products that are located at, at the bottom or in the, at the end of the, the curve um, uh, of your inventory. And by using machine learning techniques, you can implement recommendation engines to uh, offer these features to your customers, okay? And the second item is planning forecast, and also you can um, achieve interesting scenarios using forecasting like cost reduction and um, achieve the, the customer's demand. So for instance, let's say that um, you can predict how many products will be uh, sold in a particular store or in a particular region that you cover using your platform. So, this is interesting because you can reduce the time, the shipping time, and reduce the cost of all the processes by predicting and sending the products to some place near the user, near the, your customers, okay? And by digital transformation, we, we can talk about different things like um, call centers, logistics, and everything. So we know that machine learning is being applied successfully in several other cases. And this is an important key point. But in this presentation, let's, fo let's focus on these first two items, okay? And to explain the, the benefits of machine learning, we can split these um, uh, in three different topics. So we, we start with the enhanced insights, which is you can train machine learning models, you can use machine learning algorithms to create uh, classification algorithms and forecasting algorithms to, to put some light on the data that flows from uh, your transactional applications, your database, your data lakes, to put some light there and to see how uh, well your business are, are doing. And, um, and you can also have some insights to take um, for, for making better decisions, um, show in, in dashboards and so on. The second item is related to user experience. It's not um, directed related to revenue or cost optimization, but it's, it's about um, features that you can offer in your platform to retain your current users and attract more users. So each feature that you implement in your platform and you offer to your user can be something that will attract. So for instance, if you offer a new feature in the app, a mobile app uh, that can help the customers to find um, the products will be super helpful and you can retain users by uh, doing that. And you can also use machine learning to, to do that. And finally, process op optimization. So, and then we can talk about automation, cost reduction, and, and again, so 
um, talking about, remember the, the customer's journey. So when we talk about reducing the cost of shipping and reduce the time to send, uh, to deliver a, a product, we're talking about process optimization as well, okay? And here we selected top, top six uh, benefits of AI ML for retailers from um, uh, uh, research uh, from a statista. And this research, as you can see, almost all these benefits are related to, um, to automation, to cost optimization, to forecast. But we can also see uh, an item related to decision making and, and also um, user experience. When we talk about problem solving, this is a generic um, uh, topic, and then you can uh, think about the user experience and all the, the things that you can do using machine learning, okay? All right, so when, keep in mind the, the customer's journey, we can derive several business challenges related to retail. And here you can see some techniques that you can combine, you can use to address these uh, business challenges. And you can do that by just converting um, a business challenge into a question. So, for instance, how can I offer uh, products uh, re related to the item that my customer is looking for that has a, a, a huge potential to be uh, transformed into, into a purchase. So the answer is you can combine product recommendations, similar items, and also search personalization, which is you can get the, the search results and then personalize, re-rank these search results based on the customer's uh, interests. So these, these three techniques can be combined themselves to implement a particular business challenge, all right? So another, another uh, business challenge, another question is how can I deliver the products faster and cheaper? Demand forecast is, is an answer. And I highlighted uh, product classification because in, when we talk about machine learning, all about um, is, is data. So you have to, to have good quality data in order to train reliable machine learning models. And if you don't have this, you probably you have really poor predictions. And product classification is something that you can uh, use to improve your, the quality of your data. Okay? All right, so let's hear from Ben um, about the third pillar of this presentation, the um, technologies and the services AWS offers to implement these techniques that will address the, the business challenges. Thanks, Samir. So Samir has really covered what the opportunities are and what the challenges are and how machine learning can help. Let's now look at, look at how the AWS machine learning offerings can help you to do some of those things. First thing to talk about is how AWS offers machine learning. And we do that across three layers. At the bottom layer, we have frameworks and infrastructure. And this is where deep expertise is required to use uh, the infrastructure and the machine learning frameworks, put them together with a lot of programming and a lot of effort to come up with uh, your own machine learning models, custom built on custom designed uh, solutions. Now, if you want to save a bit of time and effort, you can move up to the next stack, which is in the middle around our machine learning services. And that's where Amazon SageMaker provides you with services across 
the machine learning lifecycle to do things like create your data set, explore your data, train a machine learning model, have it automatically optimized for you, and then have it hosted and scaled and secured automatically for you. And one of our customers, Intuit, used SageMaker to reduce their machine learning lifecycle development time from six months down to two weeks. Now, that's if you're building custom machine learning models and you've got data scientists in your team. What if you just want to use machine learning and start building that into your products? Well, that's where the top layer comes in, AI services. We can just use these off the shelf. They're black boxes that we can just ask them to do something. Like, if we send it a face, we ask them which face is that. We can give it some uh, recorded voice and it will turn it into text for us. Uh, we can get it to do, do uh, sentiment analysis on uh, what our users are, are typing on social media using Comprehend, for example. But what those, what those a lot of the time are doing is they're using pre-built models that are trained on a large data set that you can just take advantage of. But in the problems we're talking about machine learning around retail, we actually want to use our own custom data. So the last two services on the right there, forecasting and recommendations, so we've got Amazon Forecast and Amazon Personalize, are actually able to automatically create custom-built machine learning models using your data really easily without any machine learning expertise. So that's what we'll go through. So the story behind this is that many retailers were asking us, as Amazon, surely you know something about retail. Surely you've solved some of these challenges already. Isn't there something in AWS you can offer us to make this problem a little easier? And so this is where we came up with as I said, Amazon Personalize around recommendations, Amazon Forecast for forecasting, and Amazon Connect, which is our contact center experience. So let's start with forecasting. If you look at forecasting, it is a really difficult problem, and there's a whole range of reasons why, but the first thing is we don't want to get it wrong. We don't want to under-forecast, okay? We're going to disappoint our customers. And we don't want to over-forecast and provide too much because we're going to introduce costs, it's going to, we're going to have to raise our costs in, res, in response to that, and this could have several effects. So depending on what we're trying to forecast, we'll see a number of different effects either way. We talk about inventory planning, we're going to have excess inventory if we over forecast, or we're going to lose a sale because our customers have been disappointed. What about workforce planning? Who should be working where, when? Well, again, we'll have underutilized labor, and overtime costs each way. Capacity planning, well, if we're trying to build stores, for example, we'll potentially overcapitalize, or, again, we'll have unmet demand. And finally, what about cash reserves? We want to make sure that we've got the right amount of cash reserves, otherwise we could be in trouble. So after a decade of using forecasting technology at Amazon.com, we learn a fair bit about this space. And uh, it started really a, a long time ago. We started using stati traditional statistical methods, and those worked really well for a certain set of products, really uh, everyday household products uh, that we were going to be uh, seeing over and over again. And it worked okay for seasonality too, provided that seasonality was really expe you know, expected and not uh, just coming up out of the blue. Now, around 2007, we started using machine learning 
for forecasting, and we saw a great improvement in our ability to forecast around a whole range of more, much more variety of products. And uh, in 2015, we started introducing deep learning, and here we saw a massive improvement, 15 times improvement in accuracy. And you look across the various challenging um, product spaces we're talking about, we're, we're looking at high price variability across different product sets. We're looking at regional versus national demand, so within various markets, being able to forecast accurately down to a local level. Uh, Slow-moving products, not necessarily turtles, but uh, you know, other products that are gonna be uh, hanging around for a while, these can be really challenging to understand the patterns and how long you're gonna to have to hold these uh, in stock. Obviously, new products, and I'll get into this a little bit more, but if you've got a new product, how do you forecast how much you should keep if you don't have any data on this product to today? And then finally, highly seasonal products. So not just Christmas or some other kind of regular demand product, but something that's coming up because of uh, coming into vogue or into fashion, something that's really popular now or at a particular time of year suddenly, um, being able to respond to that demand uh, is, is really important. And if you look at the challenge across Amazon.com, it starts with you know, 400 million products across 10,000 zip codes. Now, in terms of being able to meet our customer promises, we just wouldn't be able to deliver the business we do today without significant use of machine learning. It, it's really deeply entwined in what we do and enables us to deliver on these promises. And that's the same with lower prices. How are we going to deliver lower prices if we overstore our inventory or if we store inventory in the wrong locations? Which brings us to the last uh, part as well. How do we do fast delivery? Well, it's super important that we know where and when to store the right inventory for the right customer base. So we had to get good at this. And we did, and as a result, we've now made it available for customers as a service from Amazon called Amazon Forecast. So this enables you to predict future business, business conditions using the same technology that we developed at Amazon.com. So it's a fully managed service. It's highly accurate across a range of challenges that I'll, I'll cover in more detail in a second. The, one of the key benefits is it's really easy to use. And we're gonna demo this today and show you just how easy it is to use without machine learning expertise. And it's on your data in your AWS account and it'll create your models that then you can use. So how does it do it? Well, it takes into account and really importantly, a number of different data sets in order to meet this challenge. And as part of using Forecast, you'll see, um, Samir will show you that you wanna give it access to various data sets so that it can do its job. The first one is the time series that you're actually trying to predict. So this is the target time series. In this case, it might be the, the price of something, it might be the demand and the amount of sales, it might be conversions, it might be uh, the, uh, the infrastructure you're going to build. Okay, and then you're gonna take other data and combine that together. So non-time varying in data that may have an impact on the influence. And this could be something to do with your products or something to do with your users that's going to help 
make sense of the forecasting that's going on and, and potentially have an impact. So is it regional information? Is it demographics information? Um, there could be a whole range of things that you use in order to help with this. And then the last two categories are other time series that might have an impact. So you could be using weather data, for example, to predict whether or not certain types of, uh, types of products will be more popular. Um, and as well, you might want to include things like holidays, weekends, or other kinds of data that's helping you and helping the model to make intelligent decisions. So what does forecast do? Well, it takes all of this data and pulls it together to automatically create a forecasting model, custom built, and provide you with a private forecasting API you can use to create forecasts on your data about your products, about your situation. So let's go into a bit more detail. The way it works is once you give it those data sets, it will automatically load your data. It will inspect your data and look for any features that it can use and, and keep track of in order to help it make these calculations. And then it's going to train a model using multiple algorithms to find out which is the best algorithm for your case, and then automatically optimize your model against metrics that you either say, if, you, if you're not sure, it will come up with intelligent guesses about those metrics, or you can even provide other metrics if you like. Once it's selected the most accurate algorithm that it's been able to build based on your data, it'll automatically create an API for you and host your model that's fully secured and fully scalable so that you can start taking advantage of that and start doing forecasts. So some of the really important and challenging things that forecasts can help you with is that if you have data that's missing, if you have product discontinuations, cold starts, and this is where I was talking about a new product. What if you've introduced a new product, you've got zero data on it, how much should you provide? Well, this is where cold start will be able to actually make an inference based on potentially a related product or other trends that it can see. It can handle really highly spiky data, irregular seasonality, as we talked about, and then also sensitivity around future price changes. So a customer example that's using this today is Castle One. And they are an online retailer of uh, uh, furniture and those types of things. So it's super important for them to get this right because storing this kind of inventory is very expensive in their warehouse. And so they've been able to uh, utilize, uh, utilize forecast in order to uh, improve the accuracy of the forecasting they're already doing by 20%. Now, Samir, you had an example of one of your customers, didn't you? Yeah, so <clears throat> this is an interesting case. Uh, there's a customer called Omotor from Brazil. And this customer, they combine different technologies, AI technologies into services and they offer these services to their customers. And they worked with some car dealers there in Brazil to create some uh, forecasting models to predict the sales um, in the next month. So um, 185 different um, models of vehicles, and they offer these um, feature as a service to these car dealers, and they can um, just predict um, how well these sales will go to the next month, and, and also they can work together with the car manufacturers in order to improve 
the, the whole process of selling. And I will show you um, a, a demo about uh, the following scenario. So it's just to give you some context, this, this demo is uh, something that we implemented with um, Forecast, Amazon Forecast. And the situation is the following. So imagine that I have a company that sells uh, car parts. And I have three differ different physical stores and in three different locations. Um, and I need to predict um, how many parts will be, will be sold in each of one of the stores. And I, can, I need to do that with, for all my inventory, okay? So I start with the relational database. These are my transactional database. You can imagine that you, you are using uh, RDS with MySQL, Postgres, it doesn't matter. And here, I just extracted the data, put into an S3 bucket, and I'm using here Athena to load this data as a CSV. And then these are my transactions, as you can see here. How's the size on the screen? Bigger, smaller? Pretty good? I can... A bit bigger? Yeah. A little bit bigger, please, mate. All right. Is it better? Let's remove these. <laughs> more. A little more. All right. How's that? Yeah, better, right? So, uh, the, the one important um, thing about these services, personalizing forecast, is that you don't need to have a data scientist skills to, uh, to use them. You can just um, have access to a, a relational database and execute a SQL command like this one. So, and I prepared the data set that I used in forecast by just creating a SQL query that combines the item ID. So the item ID became uh, uh, the uh, store ID plus the item ID because I want to predict uh, the, the uh, demand in that of that particular product in that particular store, okay? And then I, I kept the timestamp, the price, and the quantity sold on that day, on that timestamp, okay? And just just like that. So you just need to run a query like that, extract the data, and then I can send this data set to forecast. And if you want to take a look on the, the data, you can explore. Here I created just a simple, sim some simple graphs using QuickSight to explore and see. Um, so here you can see the, the, the cells in each one of my physical stores. And then here um, some uh, the cells uh, in different categories to see which category sells more. And here I selected just one product. So as you can see here, one product in one store to analyze the tendency and, and the sales um, during 2018 of this. this is, you, you don't need to do that, but this, this is just to give you an insight, an idea um, how your data is, okay? And here you can see the forecast dashboard. And there's a concept called, called data set groups. And uh, these data set groups can be used to organize your data. So um, I'm exploring car parts now with forecasting curves for car parts. So I create, I create this um, data set group for car parts. And then I, here I can see the data set that I uh, imported and one of the um, important things here in the data set is the schema. 
So Ben will explore a little more about this schema in Personalize, but uh, both Personalize and Forecast use the same approach. So you create a schema, or you can use a, a predefined template uh, in these tools uh, in Personalize. And then um, you, this, this is the, the way the, the service will see the CSV that I just generated with this, that simple query I executed in, in Athena. And, and that's it. And then you can create a predictor. A predictor is the model that will be trained uh, by using uh, one of the multiple algorithms the tool uses. If you are not familiar with the algorithms, you can just use a, um, a feature called AutoML. AutoML is a feature that will inspect your data and select the best algorithm to train your curve. All right? And finally, you can start doing predictions. And this is how uh, you can use the, uh, the forecast console to, to check uh, the, the predictions. So here, I created this curve, this forecast, um, um, aggregated by day, and then I selected um, an interval and that particular product that I showed you in QuickSight. And here are the results. So my, uh, my realized data, my realized cells, and, and these are the forecasts by day. So if I need to um, consolidate by week, by month, it's, it's just a matter of selecting the, the aggregation in the uh, previous step when you create the predictor, okay? So here you can see uh, the weekends and some tendencies and so on. And also you can export these forecasts and then you can import into your transactional database and can to your BI, your, your data warehouse, it doesn't matter. You can then explore these forecasts uh, using your, your tool, your report tool. Okay? You need to use the uh, S3 bucket in order to communicate with forecast. So you export, you can use any tool you want to connect to the data source. So the question is, can I connect forecast to a, a, an outside different um, a data source, any data source. So you, you connect using an ETL tool, extract the data, put into S3, and then you can train your model, all right? All right, thanks, Samir. Now, uh, the, the demo we just went through, I want you to also, when we go to the next demo, when we're talking about personalized in a moment, just compare the similarities and the differences, because you'll, you'll be able to see that we're actually going to make it very similar and, e and very easy for you to use these products and go through these steps. So let's now talk about personalization. We've done, we've done some talking about for forecast. We look at personalization. The first thing we want to do is really ensure that we've got active uh, activity, sorry, and product recommendations. So what should a user do? What do, you, what do we recommend based on their personal needs, their personal preferences, and their personal tastes, what do we recommend that they do and inter in their interactions with us? And also, what do we recommend they purchase? How can we help them? The other is search personalization. This is super important. Can we give them, based on the search that they're doing, not just something that's like the words that they've said, but something that's based on their personal needs, personal interests, that'll help refine the search and get it closer to what they're more, most likely to be interested in? And then, of course, personal notifications. We all know how annoying marketing notifications can be when they're just generic. 
On the other hand, when they're personalized, they can create a great deal of engagement. Not just personalized, but at the right time as well. And then, of course, in email. So what can we start, stand to gain by looking at this? Well, the first thing is engagement. Now, when we looked at it, we found that you can increase engagement by 15% by bringing in personalization. Okay? That re also results in 80% more click-through to your tail items. So in terms of product discovery, much more discovery across your catalog. And then in terms of conversion, well, it's, we're looking at 30% uh, greater conversion on products, which is huge. And then finally, actual increased revenue of 5%. So this, this really, uh, really matters and really makes a difference. Now, effective personalization can be really hard because of a number of challenges. In this case, of course, we want a custom model. It's got to reflect your data. And it can't just reflect your data as it was and how your users were a week ago or six months ago. It has to reflect what your users' tastes are right now. How can you do that? How can you keep up to date if you're training a machine learning model with the activities that are going on in real time? And then also cold starts in a similar vein. If you've got a new product, how do you know if you should recommend it? If you've got a new customer, how do you know what you should be recommending to them? And then a popularity trap where if you are just recommending based on the fact that some of the products are really popular and therefore they're very highly likely to be something that you should recommend, but it's not necessarily the case. We'll, we'll take questions at the end. Thanks. And then uh, scale, obviously scaling to you know, across multiple uh, products, sets, and millions of users. So that's why we created Amazon Personalize, again, bringing the technology of Amazon.com, making it available to AWS customers in order to do real-time personalization and recommendations. This is gonna look familiar because we're doing a very similar thing. We're taking your data. In this case, it's not the same type of data. In this case, it's data about your users. It's data about maybe your products as well and data about the interaction between the two. When do the users actually buy or look at or click any of those, and how do they interact? You supply those, uh, those, those items in your data set as well as any other demographics that you can provide about your users or information about your products. And Personalize will create a customized, secured API automatically for you. This is going to look fairly familiar because it's coming through the same process. And we mentioned AutoML just a minute ago. You can choose whether, if you, if you don't have any data science available, you don't have any idea of how you might want to build this, you can just choose AutoML and let Personalize do all of the work for you, selecting the algorithms, selecting the parameters, tuning the parameters, and getting it as best as it can. Or if you've got a little bit of insight or you'd like to experiment, you can take over at various stages and give it more, uh, more guidance about how you'd like it to work. It's going to automatically train that model, and then it's going to host the model. Now, extra steps that it will do to deal with the real-time problem is it'll create a feature store and a cache. So that's going to help you to actually deal with data as it's coming in, to help you deal with like being really close to what's actually happening with the users now, and also to make sure that you can respond very quickly. Some of these models, because they're dealing with very sparse data, 
It might be a large catalog with lots of users, but compared to the amount of users and products, there might only be a few interactions. And so you can actually get a, a slow response, which is why it automatically creates a cache for you to speed up those interactions. So Personalize will deliver high quality recommendations. It'll do it in real time. Again, it's really easy to use. I'll show you in a moment just how easy it is. And it works with just about any product or content uh, scenario and all across all of those different use cases that we talked about. So not just about recommendations. It could be personalizing email, personalizing notifications. So one of our, one of our customers, Yamaha, uh, using it, they're, um, they're saving up to 60% of the time they needed to previously tune and set up their models. So this is taking a lot of the heavy lifting away from what they previously had to do. And another example is Domino's. And they're using Personalize to be able to create really relevant marketing communications to customers based on the context and the content and, and based on the time as well, making it really useful to, the, to your users right at that moment. And Domino's are finding that working really well. So let's have a look at how that works. So. We'll start with going into Personalize. You're going to see a very similar look and feel to what you saw earlier. You can see that we start by pointing it at our data. Now, when, what Samir was talking about before is where's the data coming from? Well, it's probably coming from your transactional systems. And that's probably got stored in a database. Now, when Samir was using Athena before, that was just an example of interacting with a database. You could easily be just doing that against a database directly, or you could be using some ETL to bring that into uh, Athena via S3 or some other mechanism to make it easy for you. Alternatively, if you have data engineers or data scientists, you could be doing that in Jupyter Notebooks or something similar to that using Amazon SageMaker. Once you've got the data into AWS on S3, you're going to want to make sure that you have it in the right format so that we can see the data we're looking for. So we'll start with uh, creating a data set group. In this case, I created a demo group. And what we'll do is we'll create, um, this is the dashboard across Personalize that guides you through the steps that you need to take. Is that big enough for everyone? Okay, just let me know at any point. Somebody just maybe do this if it gets too small. And what we can do is we can just import some data. And the way we do that is we, okay, I think I've already started this one, yep. So I'll go to another type. Data sets. Okay, so if we create a data set, we can choose the different types of data sets we can create. Now I've already created an interactions one in this case, so it's asking me do I want users or items. If I start with the users one, I need to give it a name, so I'll say my users, for example. I can either create a new schema or I can use an existing one. In the schema, you're, all you're doing is really making a connection between what's in your database, so basically the columns in your database, and what type of data is in there. And there's some, some restrictions about and some suggestions about how you do that. And particularly in the user's data, it's looking for this user ID field. How, how are we for size? Make that a bit bigger. So it's looking for this user ID field, and it wants it in a string. Now, I've also included, if you can see there, I've also included 
some demographic data about my users. I've got the age in there, and I've got gender in there. That might be helpful because that'll help personalize workouts and recommendations across my users. So let me skip. Um, oh, so then what, what I would do after I've created the schema, the next step is to create a database import job. Now, this is going to import my data from S3 into Personalize to enable me to use it. So I'll give it a name, import job. And you'll notice uh, what I want to do is make sure I've got an IAM, so this is an identity access management role that has access to my bucket that gives Personalize the security credentials it needs to access what it needs from a data perspective. And on the other end, I want to make sure my S3 bucket enables that connection as well via a bucket policy. And then I'm simply going to give it the destination path here. You can see an example. Uh, I'll just choose this one. And then I could just start the import. Now, what that will do is automatically go to S3, grab that data, start pulling it into Personalize, but also uh, doing some analysis on it to look for those features. So I'll go to one I've created earlier. And this is for the. Uh, this global data, uh, the global store example. Now, there's a workshop where you get to build this yourself happening tomorrow at 12.15. If you're interested, we'll give you the details at the end. But what we've done in this case is we've created the data uh, for this global store. So this is the global store one. And in our data sets, you can see that we've created, firstly, these three data sets. I'll explain the event interactions one in a moment. The first one is the users that I mentioned, the items, if we just have a quick look at that one. So here now we've got the item ID. Again, we've got some categorical data, the category of the item, this is our product, and the style of the item. And then we've got an import job that created that. Then if I look at interactions, we'll now see we're seeing the combination now of our item ID and our user ID. We've got a timestamp showing when that actually took place and an event type. Now, with that information, if I go to the dashboard, the personalized will upload the data set and make it available to us. And it will also allow us to use a custom event interactions SDK that will allow us to connect our applications to personalize and start importing live event data. So this is where it brings in the live aspect and you can actually start getting uh, real data from your customers as you're going. And this is, this is where that data is stored in the event interactions. And through that, uh, when it's interacting through that API, it'll be creating additional data that'll automatically start helping to uh, refine your model. All right, once we've got all of our uh, data sets in place, we're going to go to solutions. So if I go back to the dashboard, we're going to go to solutions and create a solution. And I've created one already using AutoML. And in this case, uh, it's built three different versions of that model for me in order to compare different settings and automatically converge to the best settings for me. Now, I've got a lot of control over the way that happens, whether I tell it some kind of instructions about how to get going, or I get it to do everything by itself and everything in between. You can, you can do a lot of experiments to find out what is going to work best for you. And I'll just give you an example. Once you've done that work, you'll see that you've got solution metrics. Make that a little bit bigger. So 
Um, these are telling me that for my first five recommendations, I've got 40% accuracy, so that's really good. For my top 10, I've got 50% accuracy, so I'm, I'm doing really, really well. Now, what I need to do in order to use my model is to create a campaign. I create a campaign, which I then can use to make live, uh, live um, personalization recommendations. So uh, let me just give you a demo of how that works. So this is the global store that you build uh, in the workshop that I mentioned. And when you've, when you've signed in as a user, if you go and look at some products, I've signed in as myself, and I'm, I'm not a user in the catalog. So it'll be interesting to see what it recommends for me. So what it's recommending is based on people that have actually looked at this product. It's not really doing much to do with me. But what I can do in this application is show you. So if we just take that example, I've clicked on this um, striped shirt, and it's given me these recommendations. If I now go into the profile and I can emulate another user, demo gods, be good. This is always, uh, always the fun part, isn't it? Let me just quickly sign back in and see if I can get that to work. So now, see if they can, I can do that again. Okay, and I've got a little bit of a glitch in, in the application, unfortunately. Just try to quickly see if I can reset that. Here we go, profile. All right, so this lets me pick another user. So if I look at Terry, who likes electronics and beauty, and I save Terry as the user that we're going to use, Come on, Terry. And I go into apparel. Okay, so unfortunately, I haven't been able to get that to stick. Try one more time. I'll try Janet. Okay, come on, Janet. So um, this is from a demo that we're building tomorrow, and it might, may have a little, a little bug in it. Let me just see if I can quickly get it to work here. Okay, so now we've got it to be able to respond to Janet's preferences, which is that she's into jewelry and accessory items. So even though I've gone and looked at footwear, it's based on her personal preferences. It's given me a different recommendation. So that's the main thing I wanted to show you there. All right. So now we've talked about what personalize and forecast can do to actually make you able to bring in machine learning to your retail endeavors. Let's talk a little bit about the art of the possible and what you can do on top of that when you combine it with some really amazing machine learning with Amazon SageMaker. Okay, so this is a very interesting challenge, a challenge that I'm working with some customers uh, these days. And the business challenge here is related to re uh, retail, but uh, um, uh, related to fashion as well. So it's complex, a complex challenge because if you take a look at me, I'm, I'm a guy with a simple taste for fashion. So I normally wear black t-shirt and, and jeans and sometimes heavy metal t-shirts. And uh, so it's hard for me to pick the right heavy metal t-shirt because it needs to combine with the mood of the day. But this is just a nothing related to um, the other customers. So the heavy metal um, customers are just a fraction of the, the total customers and the things uh, gets um, complicated when we enter into the women's uh, universe. Uh, there are so many options, so many 
uh, things to combine. And it, for me, as a machine learning developer, it's been a, a super interesting experience because the data set is awesome and I can combine several different things. But the business challenge here is how can I offer a feature to my customers that they, they can just take a picture um, of something they want uh, from a magazine, from um, uh, in a shopping, in a store, um, and then send to my, um, my application and then I can find not only the most similar products that I have in my uh, inventory, but almost, um, but al um, also recommend similar uh, items and, and products and accessor accessories and so on. So in this, in this challenge, we started uh, using SageMaker with uh, Personalize. So we combined SageMaker and we trained a machine learning model, a computer vision model um, using SageMaker to do this feature as, uh, this feature is called uh, instant segmentation. It is, it is capable of uh, identifying all the pixels that belong to that particular object. In this case, this jumpsuit, jumpsuit uh, can be extracted from the, the, the image, the original image, and then we can uh, reduce the noise from the background and the other parts of the image. And then we can do a visual search. Um, because why, why we're doing that? Why we started with that? Because as the, as the things started getting complex, um, I, I mean in terms of the product that, you, that you're looking for, uh, it's very hard to express uh, in, in a textual search. So you need to use more. And by using this technique, you can extract the semantic information from the piece, the, the particular item that you want, and then send to a more powerful um, solution. In this case, we started with the computer vision model in SageMaker, and then we, we found the, the most similar products in our uh, database, and then we can um, call personalized for other recommendations, for similar items, and also for product, uh, for search re-ranking. So they personalize, we re-rank the, the search results with the, the items that I, are more related, more relevant for my interests and for the interests of the users. So this is something that you can use and you can combine. It's a powerful solution and this is, um, related to that, um, remember the three key points that machine learning can help, so the user experience, you can retain your users, you can attract more users using features like that. Um, yeah. All right, so, so far we've shown you about how to use services like Amazon Forecast and Amazon Personalize to be able to do custom, create custom machine learning models from your data and be able to tackle some of these retail challenges. Now, if you'd like to go further than that and get into machine learning in more depth, Amazon uh, Web Services can help you. We have training and certification available. So there's role-based machine learning training paths and over 70 different courses uh, online that you can take advantage of. And once you've learned lots about machine learning, you can validate that with certification. So we'd like to say, Thank you very much for staying in this late session. Uh, we really hope you enjoyed it and got a lot out of it. And so thank you very much from myself and Samir. And also, please do give us feedback. We're, we're always interested in customer feedback. And we hope you have a wonderful reInvent. Thank you very much.